This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, Canada. Zucchino in studio of Bob Weeks. Only two live shows left remaining in 2019 and Season 9. Of course, not including Festivus, Bob. Of course. Which is kind of a standalone season on its own. That's a, uh, just a, a whole... Um channel all of it. <laughs> the Festivus channel. Golf, it's bigger than Golf Talk Canada. <laughs> uh, good morning, Bob. Is it? I, can we officially declare golf season over in Southern Ontario? I played Monday. It was beautiful. It was 17 degrees, and then Wednesday, the rain, the cold, everything came in. It's uh, change your clock back yes. weekend. Yes. So, yes. The, the, I think majority of people who are playing now are completely insane. Um, there are some people out there, I know, but... That's but, not yeah. good, eh? That's right. <laughs> I'm, you know, done. My, uh, I'm done. I don't know about you. My stepson, Marty, works in the back shop at Scarborough Golf Club, and he's on call these days. Like, yeah. you, you know, there's there's the one guy scheduled, and then everybody else was on call. Right. Yesterday, I figured, pick him up from school. That's it. He's coming straight home, right? Nope. Got called in. People on the golf course playing. Yesterday it was cold. Freezing. I yeah. said, what's going on over there? Is there nothing better? This is what happens when you take out curling, Bob. Nothing else to do. <laughs> that's it. This is it. If there's that's any it. reason at all, just to keep your curling, that's it that's right it. there. Keep it going. <laughs> uh, what you get up to this week? I I was in Kitchener. In Ki- Did oh, I tell? Kitchener, I haven't talked Ontario, to you. I was at the PGA? Uh, yes, the uh, PGA of Ontario Industry Expo. Got to see some great faces and people that I haven't seen in a long time, which was great. They had some wonderful speakers lined up as well. Good I had a good gathering. time out there. Yeah, good gathering and. Uh, uh, thanks so much for having me, by the way. I was Master of Ceremonies and uh, happy to help out. It was great. What were you up to? Well, I played a little golf on Monday with uh, Weston. Beautiful mm-hmm. shape. And uh, actually, of course, found the key to my swing of, of the last round of the year, of course. Well, please let us in. You can't tease that. What grip, did you find out? pressure. Just a little, Just grip, a little pressure. grip pressure. That was it. And then, uh, and then uh, that was about it. I didn't really do, uh, do a, a heck of a lot this week. Just kind of uh, basically did some office work. We did a little up and down on... TSN, and you know which we'll yep. get into today about yep. uh, about trying to pick the President's Cup teams because it just changes by the hour. Well, yeah, we, we talked it. about this last week how emotional you react yeah. and how how you know it's almost the last thing you saw is the best thing, and that's on the team. And how you hope the captains who will make their picks by the way this week, uh, Tiger Woods and Ernie Els will make their picks for uh, the international team and the U.S. team. They'll make the picks this week, so we'll see if they had a formula. I think Tiger's picks have kind of been done, I think, for a while. It's will, more Ernie's side. But. I will tell you one thing. I, I, I sort of sniffed around. I've made some phone calls mm-hmm. to some people mm-hmm. trying to get a little insight. See, yeah. And the story I heard is that Ernie is not telling anybody, like not even his, his assistants. captain's assistants. He's telling nobody what, what's going through his mind. Really? It's interesting. So he's going to make his picks Wednesday. Tiger's going to make Which his tells Wednesday. me one thing, Bob. That he has not thought a single second about this. Yeah, <laughs> this is right. this is Ernie L's. He was watching the spring box That's with it. the uh, rugby world. That's Cup. Ernie's uh, having a pint <laughs> of Guinness and yep. uh, watching uh, rugby. Yep. And uh, I'll I'll think about. It. I'll start on Monday. Maybe take a look at it That's Tuesday. Right. His picks are due Thursday. Yeah, no, so Wednesday. 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 His are due Wednesday. Sorry, his are due having Wednesday. the time of his life. And Tigers are due. Thursday. Thursday. So, Ernie, I think yeah. somewhere around dinner time Tuesday night, he might. Eh, you know, let's take a look at oh, this. Jesus, that tomorrow's going to have to cram. You know, <laughs> ooh, that President's Cup thing snuck <laughs> up on me. Uh, we've got a great show. 
Uh, we're going to hear from Tiger in our next segment, uh, exclusive interview with Golf TV. Of course, the 82 wins, the historic number to tie Sam Snead's fictional 82, which we will now celebrate. And, uh, you know, when does Tiger eclipse this? When does it happen? Uh, I think it's uh, most people will, would believe that they think it's going to. It's not if, it's when. Um and uh, we put out on Twitter this morning at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter poll at Golf Talk Canada. Let us know on Twitter what is Tiger Woods' greatest career achievement? 82 wins, 15 majors, the Tiger Slam, or other. And right now, Bob, 15 majors running away with it right now as we speak, which I'm surprised at considering we're this fresh off 82 wins. We're going to have Jason Sobel on later on in the show. Of course, Jason Sobel, one of the better-known golf writers in America. He's at Action Network HQ now. Uh, does some contributions for Sirius XM PJ Tour Radio or... Uh, I have uh, play-by-play duties, and uh, Jason formerly with ESPN, Golf Channel, etc. So Jason will be on to talk about Tiger and all things PGA Tour. Ian Andrew, one of the country's leading golf course architects, has uh, some, done some, uh, some great designs, some great renovation projects at places that I, I, I love. I love the work he did at Scarborough Golf Club. He's worked at Maple Downs, a bunch of clubs. He's going to come on and talk about some of the challenges Bob, that you and I were talking about last week about... Uh, courses like the National potentially going for sale. Beacon Hall toying this around. York Downs. Now there's something breaking out. Well, Canada and Ontario, up, up in the Ottawa area, yeah. there's a big push now f- to see whether the city courses in Vancouver should be turned into something else. So. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on golf courses as the land becomes more valuable for different things. Uh, and we'll also, of course, take a look at some Scully time with the President's Cup. We'll do Winners Weird and What. Lots to get to, but let's do some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. For precision in any condition, <laughs> visit BushnellGolf.com. Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in golf. Bob, Tiger looks great in Japan. Wins 82, tying Sam Snead. Um... What were your thoughts watching him come down the stretch? He looked cool and calm to me. And I'm starting to think, with all due respect to 15 majors, I'm going to argue a little here with our Twitter audience. Yeah, majors are the biggest tournaments. Majors, you know, people certainly look at that as part of your career. But majors were majors or became as big as they are because they were the three or four times a year where the world got together on a global stage and the best got to play to one another. And the tour and the game was not as globalized as it is today. Now with the World Golf Championships, now as big as the Players' Championship became, the FedEx Cup playoffs, the way, uh, the way the best players in the world get together probably 15, 16 times a year, I'm starting to think that maybe the 82 wins for me is the most impressive number. It's pretty impressive, and, and I think uh, Rory was asked this week, you know, do you think you'll get to 82? He said, there's not a chance, not a chance. So I don't know if there's ever going to be another golfer. I won't say never, but... It would have to take something special for someone to get to 82 wins. And even compared to what Sam Snead, I mean, some of Sam Snead's wins, if you go through the document, there was like some of them were four-player fields. Yeah. In fact, he is the only guy to win an LPGA Tour event, only man to win an LPGA Tour event. There's a story in there. You can look that one up. It's a very He's got an LPGA one. Tour event, and a field of four, a couple yeah. of team events in there. And, and you know, like one of, the, one of the tournaments listed on Sam Snead's record, but first, when they before they sort of cleaned it up a little bit was the Ontario Open, which there you go, which you know, is which has been brought back. Been brought back. Yeah. So there's a lot of different uh, things on there, but it just shows me how much more impressive Tiger's 82 wins are. What what were your impressions? To me, just his calmness and how with the control of his driver. His swing to me looked as free 
as I've seen it in looking a long time. You know, like he just moved through the ball so beautifully. No hesitation, no pain, no flinching. There was no violence to his swing, as I thought. And I thought, I mean, I know the greens were soft, but his distance control was ridiculous. Very impressive. Ridiculous. Uh, I couldn't agree more. A lot of the younger guys having trouble with the control and the spin on those soft greens. He was hitting them just flag high, controlling the spin. Couldn't agree more. Peter Casas and Gary McCord let go from CBS. Davis Love III and Trevor Immelman in. They want to refresh and re-energize the broadcast, Bob, and change it up. And to me, this starts to feel like out with the old, in with the old. Yeah. Uh, Costas and McCord are 71 and 72. You know, so they're getting up there. And I think um, both of them sort of were surprised at yeah, what happened. And certainly I think, by the remarks. And I think that the you know Rick Young at Score Golf had a really good story with Peter Costas where he sort of talked about it and Costas said was were we stale or was the broadcast stale? Right. And it's it's tough because you sort of become so comfortable with those guys. They've been around forever. You're sort of used to them all the time. Uh, but there's bigger things at play here. 2021 is going to be the end of the broadcast contract with the PGA Tour. There's a lot of negotiations going on. We know the tour wants younger things going on in there you know they want to appeal to younger audience which so. i don't believe they've done i i look at this again and i don't really think necessarily it's an age thing like what's the difference between you know 55 65 75 whatever it's a it's a type thing it's the same type of broadcaster that they keep going back to the well with i'll toot our own horn here for my pga tour uh, radio play-by-play team we've got a variety of personalities we got guys that call it like hockey and professional wrestling and we have guys <laughs> that you know are storytellers and, and and more along those lines and a great mix of of old players as well. The broadcast can sound different on a week-to-week basis, and there's different personalities. And I'm not so sure that there's a network doing that right now at the at the big level. They're that, all starting that, to sound the same. And that may be something that they do on purpose. You know, they may mm-hmm. want it to look at a certain way. They may want it to sound a certain way. Right. And a lot of that, I think, is who's the audience for them. Well, it's generally older people, but I think that's what the PGA Tour is saying. Let's, let's shake it let's up. Let's shake but it up. 2021 will be interesting to see where they go. Can you wake me up in 2021? Yeah, okay. Thanks. Annika Sorenstam to become the first female to compete in the PNC Father-Son Challenge. That's great. First female pro, I should say, because there has been daughters playing with yep. fathers and stuff, but that's great for Annika. Play, playing with her dad? That's awesome. Yes, playing with her no, father. Playing with, is she playing with her father? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. she, I thought she, yes, she's playing with her father. Okay, I'm pretty sure good. she is. Uh, Rory leading in China after rounds of 67, 67, 67. And Bob, he's got it on cruise control. Could have quite easily have been 64, 64, 64. He just is hitting the ball beautifully. You know, he has having a underrated year. His year mm-hmm. has been spectacular. This just adds to it. And you look at his finishes. Is this what we were talking about yesterday? Uh, excuse me, last week. A victim of your own success is that instead of looking at Rory as a guy that, man, he's got himself in the mix again. What a year. It's the conversion ratio from wins. So look at his top five and top ten performance to his win percentage. And the problem is we're comparing it to, well, well, when Tiger was in the top yeah. five and top ten, he won a lot more. The problem is you can't apply Tiger percentages to everybody else. And I think, uh, I think uh, Rory might uh, be a victim of his own success here, but if he wins this one, I think it's a great jump start to the new season and, uh, and maybe uh, a, a nod to Kepka saying, hold on, hold on, I've got something for you this year. So he had 14 top 10s in 19 events last year. Three, So 14 of 19. 14 and 19. This year he's had... And three wins. Yeah, he's had one of one, just about to make two of two. He's had two, so yeah, right. well, you count the skins game. He has wow. There, well, let, let's he had not, a top 10 in the skins game. Let's not. And Gary Player... Turned 84 years old yesterday. Any favorite Gary Player stories, Bob? 
Uh, I, I have, love. I he, have a couple that I can't tell on the air. <laughs> I love when he calls Jack fat. That's my favorite. <laughs> I remember coming off the, him coming off the uh, the the 18th green at Augusta National one time, and uh, he did a little scrum, and someone was asking him about his fitness level, and he was a, there was a big gentleman there, yeah. a little overweight, and he just looked at the guy and he said, "And you've got to start taking care of yourself." <laughs> He's poking him in the belly. He says, "I know what you had for breakfast. You had." F- Fatty bacon and eggs and ah, good one, Randy. And he was going good on one. and on, just chastising this poor guy ah. who, who who took it in good spirit. But, uh, oh. but Gary is, uh, you know, he was the first fitness guy, really. On first the, fitness the guy, golfer, first right? guy to really be a global uh, superstar in the big three. He was the non-American. He says, and I have no reason to doubt this, that he has flown more miles in an airplane than any human being. There told you me go. that once. I think he's flown more miles out of an airplane. Maybe. Than any yeah, maybe. Being, and, uh, one of only five men to ever win the professional Grand Slam. He's on Mount Rushmore there alongside Tiger Woods, Ben Hogan, Jack Nicholas, and Gene Sarazen. Very good. So there you go. So there you go. And also celebrating a birthday today, Angry Mike Zucchino. Really? My father, happy birthday, happy birthday Dad. He's on his way to uh, Tampa with our good friend Danny, and they're down there to play golf, escape the winter. Nice. And a man not on golf's Mount Rushmore. No, my father. Not yet. Not yet. He's got a few years to go, a few more opportunities That's to right. go, so he's on his way down there. So have a great time, guys. All right. On the other side, the big cat, Tiger Woods, after the 82nd win. We'll hear from Tiger next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Bob, I, I'm just thinking here during the break, I'm glad you found the key to your swing. We could be heading to San Diego soon with uh, Scully and the TaylorMade team. Yes. There, there may be, you know, him and Nick might want a piece of us, and you know, because they're probably... Lefty-righty? Well, you know, we, we tend to get the best of them more, most often, and... I should go up and play a couple rounds and then juice just, my handicap a bit. Just to get it juiced a little? <laughs> yeah, just to get the <laughs> handicap up there so I can compete. You know who was not juicing their handicap last week in Japan? Tiger Woods, Bob. Mm. 82nd PGA Tour victory. What a performance for Tiger. And uh, you got to think now, slam dunk to pick himself for the President's Cup team, you would think, uh, playing captain. Before we get into it, let's hear from Tiger Woods with Golf TV. 2019. Masters victory, mm-hmm. 82 record tying wins. Mm-hmm. How special is it to get this 82 number under your belt? Well, it's incredible. Um, just to have, I mean, the the number is it's crazy how you know how many wins that is because you have to do it for a long period of time. I mean, Sam did it into his 50s. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in my early 40s still, but it. In order to win that that amount of times, you're gonna to have to fail a lot. Mm. And I've been in a position where I have, you know, I've lost a lot of events. I have failed, um, but I kept giving myself chances. And uh, you know, fortunately enough, I've been able to have won a few events over the years, and I've got on little hot streaks and hot runs, and um, it's amassed into a number of 82. Can you believe you've been out here for that long? No. Um, what was crazy is. 
uh, talking to, to Wolfie, you know, and saying that uh, he was born after I won the Masters. <laughs> uh, that's... That's, that that it, it put things in perspective really fast. Um, you know, I'm playing against kids now that uh, literally have started, you know, after I've won my first major championship, and that's that's the cycle of sports. You know, it's just the way it goes. Um, golf is one of those unique sports, and we can do it for decades. And uh, I've been able to do it for a long period of time, and hopefully, I can continue to do it at this high level. I'm going to show you the picture here of you when you were a young kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, with, with Sam, absolutely. When I, you were younger, when you were that age, yeah, I, what were you thinking? Well, at the time I played with like? him. I mean, I didn't know, understand that that was you know the great Sam's need. Um, I think I believe I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think we were playing Calabasas Country Club, mm -hmm. and uh, I was playing with him on the last two holes, and uh, he was doing some kind of outing there, and uh, I. I went bogey bogey on those two holes and he went par par. So the only time I ever got a chance to play with Sam Snead, I'm two down through two. He came out and watched me play you know, a few holes in my first LA Open. And so, you know, that that was kind of trippy coming off the 10th, team, uh, 10th green and there's Sam Snead standing right there. And, you know, I'm 16 years old and, uh, you know, I end up piping one right down the middle of the fairway. <laughs> Uh, so that, that felt pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, fast forward to have spent the dinners and with him over the years and uh, to hear the needling, the jabbing, the, the, the good times that we've had, um, and then to ultimately, you know, tie his record. Uh, it's very special. Going into today, kicking off this season mm. with a win, given the end of last season, how you're struggling with your body and yep. not making tour champs, mm -hmm. How good does this feel, not only to get the win, but to have the control that you have over your game and your body? Well, I think that uh, having the, the knee procedure really allowed me to start putting good again. Um, I was able to get, I mean, it's a simple thing, getting down to read a putt. Mm. I, I really didn't do much of it last year. I didn't squat towards the end of the year and um, end up kneeling down, you know, from up, up high and just uh, lining my ball up um, instead of squatting down like I normally would and to line up my line. Uh, little things like that and then eventually I didn't rotate through the golf ball and it put more strain on my back and um, that was getting worse and so I had to manage that um, in hindsight I probably should have done the procedure like I was planning on doing it last year after the hero uh, but who knows I may not have won the Masters so you know, all in all, I'd much rather have won the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> you'd take that for sure. How excited are you now, seeing what you've seen out there this week for the rest of the season going into next year? Yeah, you know, this this week I had, you know, decent control with my game. Mm. Um, but more importantly, I, I felt like I was putting good again. Um, like I was rolling again and my pace was good. And I felt like I could see things again. I don't know why it is, but I felt like I was back to normal again. Um, so I get down into my normal routine um, and do my normal routine to line up a putt and just hit it. And I felt so much better that I'll be able to get a little bit lower and, mm -hmm. and, and see and see things again, which you know you really don't do from up high. Body's working well. Mm -hmm. Got that 82 under your belt. Enjoy your rest. You got it. And we'll Thanks, see you Annie. In the Absolutely. Thanks, so. Okay, Bob, I think the entire golf world would be shocked if Tiger did not uh, select himself as, as a playing captain at the President's Cup. But he's got one win already right now in the current PGA Tour season now that we've started the wraparound. I think he, he's probably good. I've got him down for two more wins 
Uh, I think he's going to have a three-win season. I really do, assuming he can stay somewhat uh, healthy, in, somewhat in the same physical uh, makeup that we're that we're currently seeing. Is it going to be a major? Is it going to be who knows? I think you know he's got possibility to pick his spots and maybe grab two more wins. From a career standpoint, where do you put the over-under number right now? Some, for some reason in my head, I'm bouncing around with 86, 87 career wins, and I can't figure out you know, if he wins two more times next year, grabs another one, maybe has a rough year, and then, and then a, a Nicholas Swan song, that's 86 wins. Where do you have it? Are you with me somewhere in that 86, yeah, 87 number? Somewhere in there. I think you know, it's easy when he wins to get very excited. Um, like he did at the Masters. We thought, okay, he's on a roll now, and then the body breaks down again. I mean, this is a beat-up horse who's been held together by duct tape and staples and you know, four back surgeries, six knee surgeries just on the left knee. So it's easy to sort of sit there and think, okay, now he's back in form, he's back in shape, and he can win again. But I would say he's got a few left in there. It's going to depend a lot on how much he plays, because mm-hmm. don't forget last year he played very little. I mean, he really only played the majors and one or two other events, right? So you hit on something there, and the reason I think he's going to win two more times uh, this season, uh, to your point, is for one reason, one reason only. I believe he wants to represent Team USA in the Olympics. And in order to do that, he's going to have to play and stay within the top ten in the world and be one of the top four Americans on the planet in the official World Golf Ranking. In order to do that, you're going to have to play well, you're going to have to play more often. And that's the lone reason, the standalone reason, Bob, that I think that he'll actually win two more times and play a lot of golf because I think Tiger is driven by certain things make him tick, maybe certain things that are different than most, especially at this point in his career, but he's always been different. I think the one thing he has left to do that he's never done is represent his country in the Olympics, and I think that's big on his uh, scale right now. Yep, I think you're right. And um, obviously if he was to win a major, he'd probably solidify his spot in there. I think he. I th- the last time I looked, and I haven't looked this Right now he has fourth, the last right? spot. That's right, he's the fourth of the yes. four Americans right yes. now. It'll depend a little bit on how they, is, they play as well. Right, right. and there are, and there are players on his heel that could exactly. quite easily sure. catch him. Sure, so there's a lot of permutations in there, but again, his body can only take so much. So he'll, he'll I think you're right, I think he, that's high on his list of goals is the Olympics. We'll see if he can get there, but uh, but I would think somewhere between 85, 86, somewhere in there. Okay, ZacchinoBook.net is now taking action. <laughs> I'm putting the number at 86. Do you take the over, the under, or do you like it? Do you like the push at 86? Are you with me on the number? I'm going to go with the under on that one. Under on the 86. So you think that he's good for four three more. more. Three, I think he's good. Two or three more. Two or three more. I've got four. We'll get Scully's answer coming up later on in the show in Scully time. On the other side, one of Canada's uh, best architects, course designers, Ian Andrews, going to join us to talk a little bit about uh, the state of golf, especially in the urban landscape right now. Cities like Toronto, Ottawa, Vancouver, uh trying to maybe figure out where golf courses, where that green space, Bob, fits into the future in terms of city planning, urban planning, and courses that right now, like the National, like we spoke of last week, getting a lot of offers in terms of, or getting some offers some in terms offers. of, yeah, sure. what to do. We'll talk to Ian next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Speaking of Ireland... Well, kind of Ireland, the same part of the world. You saw TJ Rules over there in his uh, Scottish curling and golf trip around oh, Scotland. Right. They're doing that. That's, that's right. Uh, that's fun. Cool. They've been over that's, there a while. Uh, they've done that for a few years. Now. Yeah. They were getting some great weather, too. It's cold, but uh, lots of sunshine. They're playing a lot of golf in 50 Fahrenheit, but blue Sunny skies. Imagine that. It's cold in Scotland. Yeah, what a thought. Hmm, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's good, though. Uh, Well, our next guest joining us this morning to talk a little bit about the state of golf, especially in the urban uh, landscape and how things are are changing in this country. And I'm sure it's not just a Canadian phenomenon. Like I said last week, Bob, when being in London and, you know, you've got to go two hours outside the city before you find anything golf in places like London and New York City, etc. Are are we getting there? Is, Is it around the corner for places like Toronto and Vancouver? Vancouver, and our next guest has his finger on the pulse of this as he makes his living as one of Canada's uh, finest uh, golf course designers and architects, Ian Andrew, joining us now. Ian, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning on Golf Talk Canada. Big fan of your work. Get to play a lot at Scarborough Golf Club. I know that's one of your uh, renovations in the last few years and enjoy it uh, quite often. So thanks so much for taking the time to do this and tackle what's a pretty interesting topic uh, that has hit the Canadian golf landscape in the last uh, couple of years. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. And, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting last little while, to say the least. You know, it's interesting because if we go back a couple of years ago, uh, we were probably all sitting around the table and we're, we're, we're all kind of writing down what we think the greatest challenges in the game are. And, you know, some people point the price, some people point the time. Um, gentlemen from your part of the world would probably have pointed to things like how you need to build golf courses more green, make them more water efficient, that these are going to be the biggest challenges of golf course construction and redesign, etc. moving forward. But maybe we were way off base yet. Maybe it was just simply the biggest challenge was going to be keeping these courses courses. Who's saw this coming well you know what it this happened a little earlier than i think people realized when ray saw he bought club link um i think everybody kind of missed the boat on the fact that ray bought all these golf courses to develop them that there was no I've, uh, my personal opinion is his his interest in golf is extremely limited and that all of those every golf course he picked up right through to the king valleys of the world in the end, in the long run, he will develop all of them. That is the long-term play for, for his company. And so I think this all actually started a little more quietly and a little earlier than people think it did. So I, I think the pressure on golf had begun earlier. It's just uh, it wasn't quite as obvious as I think people thought. Is this a result, Ian, in your mind, of perhaps building a few too many golf courses oh, back God, in the yeah. early 90s? Yeah. Yeah. We, we overbuilt. Actually, like... One of the first questions I kind of assumed I'd get is, is this healthy or horrible? And actually, it's healthy, to be honest. Um, we're way overbuilt. Um, we're not, what we're losing is not hurting um, the golf community itself. And you could argue in some ways um, a little bit of digestion from, from overbuilding and, and um, expanding beyond what the game really should have expanded to uh, is really good and healthy for the game. And it's still going to take, uh, you know, another 10 years or another dozen years for us to really get to a a much better place for the game because 
they are businesses and they do need to make money. And if there's too much competition, there's too much price um, competition, and, and it makes it very difficult for them to survive. The development thing's interesting. It just has to do with the fact that there's not a lot of large blocks of land available, particularly close to the city. And land has got so expensive because Toronto's expanded so rapidly over the last 20 years in particular. It's just, it's a really obvious place for a developer to go. And the interesting thing is people all of a sudden seem to be willing. And that's, that's why I say the last couple of years have been fascinating. I never thought the National would have been in play. I never would have thought Beacon Hall would have been in play. And now you're sort of hearing about other golf courses on top of this that have been approached. Um, it, we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg on the golf courses that have been approached quietly behind the scenes. Now, a lot of them may have just sort of said, no, thank you. But uh, the numbers are so big, it, it still has to go to the membership. If there's a membership or if there's an equity, it, it has to go to the equity uh, uh, for a vote. So it, it, uh, we're not done with this. That's the interesting thing about it. It's it's uh, in speaking just to a number of club managers around the city in the last week or so. It's interesting to that basically every single one of them has received some kind of uh, of interest from a developer. Now it could be as simple as, as one manager told me. You know, he got a letter that was addressed to dear sir or madam. So I mean, they're just guys kicking tires. But um, as an architect, does it does it pain you to see uh, not only perhaps your work go, be be, be at, to, at risk of, of disappearing, but uh, of other great works as such as the National and uh, Glen Abbey and courses like that 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 are really on the on you know possibility of, of going uh, into into housing. Uh, it does when it does. It, it's funny. I'm I'm like any other golfer. I have my favorites. And it, it, it would pain me if something has um, has a, a deep, rich history. So it, if um, uh, the, the National, while it, it's not my first choice of places, I, I would be disappointed to see it go. I really do like it. I've always respected the golf course. And, and, and as I said, that one would be a big surprise. I'm one of the people who I look at Glen Abbey as a, as a housing development golf course. So I, it's not really as important to me as it is to definitely a group of people in Oakville. Um, I, I think it's on my own personal level, it all comes down to um, where, where the, I find the histories are really important to me. So usually it, it's an architectural pedigree in particular. I'm not as attached to Canadian open sites as some other people would be. But, I mean, we've lost York. Um, the original York Downs was a Charles Allison course in the city. We lost that, and, you know, if you want to go back a few decades, this is not the first time that we've kind of gone through this, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the only good thing is we know that the eight golf courses in the city are frozen uh, because of um, the, the tax, uh, uh, because it's part of the urban planning and part of the green space plan. Um, the good part for me is I know that the courses that exist in the city aren't going anywhere because they're part of the green space plan. Right. So that's kind of – and uh, there's some really – whether it's it's your golf course at Weston um, with its uh, park and uh, Allison pedigree or St. George's down the road with Stanley Thompson, it's nice to know that those ones are going to – or Rosedale with Ross and Bendelow. It's nice to know those golf courses are going to survive. We're with Ian Andrew, uh, one of Canada's finest golf course architects and designers. Ian, the, the, I like 
the fact that we're talking about maybe a correction that's maybe going to be another 10 to 15 years to actually find the level of water that it probably needs to be at. Where I get concerned sometimes is when we start targeting the municipal golf courses and the public access golf courses in these major cities. I was introduced to the game uh, by mini putt and driving range in the 416. You can't find a mini putt or a driving range any longer in the 416. We start pulling back and losing municipal golf courses. I'm worried that all the work that we've done in the last couple decades to make golf not a rich sport, to make golf not an elite sport, will actually take a step backwards if we start to lose municipal golf courses and public access golf courses in these major uh, cities. How are kids, how are people going to be introduced to golf? That's where the fear lies with me. Well, the part that I think the golf needs to do is I think we need to look at the money spent on hockey, for example. Um, you know, I know culturally we're, we're uh, more comfortable with, with spending on arenas, but if we start to look at the cost and the land for other sports, golf is comparable. And the part that's kind of frustrating is golf isn't treated the same way as whether exactly. it's yeah. soccer or baseball or anything else. And, and I've never understood why, if you look at land and you look at city cost, why? Why, why does golf get treated differently? And, and part of it, unfortunately, is that golf needs to overcome um, whether the perception's true or not, that, that the, the game is um, elitist. It's funny, if you're in the UK, it's not. It's, it's not treated that way. It's actually it, it's a community game. But we do have sort of a North American problem with having so many private clubs that sometimes the game is considered elitist and then people look at golf as taking way too much land compared to other things. But the funny part is if you start pulling all the small blocks together, golf is is marginal compared to a lot of other sports that we pay for uh, as – I don't live in Toronto, but I used to. But as as somebody living in Toronto, we pay towards those other sports too. And I've never minded paying for swimming pools I don't use or – Tennis courts. Yeah. Yeah, baseball diamonds, well, etc. Funny enough, I do use hockey arenas and tennis courts, but um, <laughs> I've always looked at it as as activity and greater good. I thought that's the whole idea is is the cities are supposed to provide um, um, areas for activity, and golf fits into it's an exceptionally good um, low impact sport that that is great for participation and 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 people's health. So I don't understand. And then we talk green space and and planning and on all those levels, it's so good. So why I I don't understand why it doesn't get a little bit more support. Fortunately, I don't think Toronto's at risk. It's Vancouver I can't figure out for the life of me. Because once they let that resource go, it's like they can't go anywhere else and then put the resource back together. No, that's right, exactly. Uh, Ian, quickly, just a couple of minutes left here before we let you go. I'm just curious, uh, switching gears. I, I I need to ask you because I like to ask the the experts in the world who their favorites are, and I'm just curious. You do a lot of redesign and refurbishing work, so I'm just curious who who's your favorite architect to work on, and in the modern sense, who's your favorite to watch today build properties from scratch. Uh, I would say uh, to work on Stanley Thompson, um, I, I just, I've got a, a very deep emotional attachment to Stanley Thompson. Uh, I played Highland Lynx when I was 16 years old. Um, I've played probably three quarters of everything he's ever worked on. Um, I, I know his history. Uh, I, I've even 
written the first draft of a book on on his five major commissions. I just have a, a deep attachment to him because I know his work so intimately, and I've been lucky enough to work on many of his greatest properties as well. Uh, the ones I like to watch, um, I think we all look up to Bill Corr in particular. Um, and then the one I'm enjoying watching the most at the moment is uh, is Gil Hans, and, um, who did the Olympic course. Uh, part of the reason is uh, I've, I actually went out to that golf course during construction um, and, and spent a little time with the guys, and, and I keep going out, usually joining him most winners to, to work on one of his projects. And uh, I just I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching uh, the growth of his design work, and 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 uh, I think he's at the absolute top of the game right now. And it's been kind of fun to watch it up close, and because we're really close friends, uh, to even be able to talk through projects as well. So um, that's kind of fun when you can watch somebody go from good to unbelievable in front of your eyes. So it's 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 very educational to watch. Ian, thanks so much for taking the time to do this with Bob and I this morning. Pleasure having you on. Fan of your work. Have a great winter, and uh, maybe we can get caught up uh, next season. Enjoy your off-season. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Ian Andrew, one of our country's finest uh, designers, golf course architects there. An interesting topic, Bob, and it's and it kind of it's a topic that... I guess, you know, if you're listening to the program right now and you're living in, in rural Ontario or you're in the prairies or what, you're kind of looking and going, ah, I don't see the issue here. But if certainly if you're living in the Toronto or the Vancouver and you're hearing this, you're going, hmm, what, how many more dominoes start to fall before yeah. I start to get worried? Well, listen, you know, if you're a member of a golf course and uh, some guy comes to you and says, uh, okay, you're... You, we're going to give up the golf course, but we're going to pay you $200,000. I'll take the money right now and go, and I love my golf course. And then I, I love go my join golf another golf course. Right, you know? right. Like or I might said, not. It's a correction. I might finally have a reason to stop playing this <laughs> yeah, stupid game. Go. There you go. On the other side, we will tee up our two, get you caught up on our Twitter poll. What is Tiger's greatest career achievement? Right now, there's a few interesting ones. There, this thing's moving around a lot, Bob. There's a, there's a lot of opinions out there on that. We'll get into it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC's Aquino Weeks. We're going to welcome in Adam Scully an hour or two for some Scully time. We'll talk President's Cup picks. Who, If you were the captain, who would you be naming this week to your President's Cup side? Also, I'll throw at Adam the over-under number of 86 career wins for Tiger Woods. So we'll get that number from Adam as well. Of course, we've got uh, Jason Sobel coming on in hour two as well. Uh, Jason, we'll throw those numbers at Jason as well. Of course, uh, lead golf writer for the Action Network HQ. You get at Jason Sobel, I-T-A-N is the Twitter handle, and we'll throw all things, including Asian Swing, at Jason Sobel. Bob, the Twitter poll was, what was Tiger Woods' greatest career achievement. There's still some time left in the Twitter poll, and right now it's completely flipped. The Tiger Slam leading 
Really? 41% of our Twitter audience believes that the Tiger Slam holding all four majors at once was Tiger's greatest career achievement. Second is 15 majors at 27%. Third is the 82 wins at 25%. And 7% other. Some of the other others include the 2000 US Open, which I thought was certainly the greatest single performance I've ever seen at a golfman. Winning by 15 at the US Open at Pebble Beach is blowing the field away. The only player in the field under par. It's the best four days of golf I've ever seen from one person in comparison to everyone else. But career achievement, I think the word career kind of eliminates just one single thing done, does it not? Uh, I guess I guess you could say that's the peak of the career, but it depends on how you interpret it. I mean, the fact that he's survived all those operations and is still walking. <laughs> that's your achievement, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that the greatest single performance you've ever seen? Uh, yes and no. I think that, to me, was the most dominating performance I've ever seen. I watched Stephen Ames win the Players' Championship over the peak of Tiger, VJ, Retief, all those guys. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the best ball striking I've ever seen, like best on-course performance mm-hmm. I've ever seen. But I think the most dominating performance, yeah. Uh, I was there, and I can remember the press conference the day before with uh, Ernie Els, who was in second place going into Sunday. And basically, the you know us in the media, we were sitting there saying, "Well, what would have to happen for you to have a?" We were trying to find a way trying to, to find a story to talk about yeah. about it. And he just said, basically, stop the press conference and look, guys, he's going to win. We're not going to win. We're amazed. Like we can't even believe this. And that to me was sort of the telling sign when the, when this, the uh, opponents are sitting there saying, "There's no way anyone else is going to win." Yeah. yeah. To me, that for me, it's the best performance ever I've ever seen in in terms of a four day golf tournament. Uh, if I said putting performance, uh, probably Retief at Shinnecock against Phil. Those greens were dead. I've never seen greens that fast, that hard, that unplayable in my life. And Retief Goosen just put on a putting performance that I don't know will ever be matched. But those greens, it was like playing a plinko game because they had little bops of of grass amongst dead botches. How he got the ball in the hole, I have no idea. You're right on that one. One of uh, Phil's six second-place finishes at the U.S. <laughs> Open. He's made a career out of six second-place finishes at the U.S. Open. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, lots coming up for GTC. Uh, next week is our last live show of the season, with the exception of Festivus. Mm. So, wow. Skulls, do we have a Festivus date yet, officially? Is it is it November or December? Hold on, Scully coming in here. He's, he's getting dressed. He was behind the glass. He's November 30th. November 30th will be Festivus. Thank you. November 30th, Festivus. That is uh, our ninth edition or eighth edition of Festivus. I'll have to look into the history books, Bob, and okay. figure out what Festivus okay. is. But Festivus year eight, I think it's our eighth annual Festivus, November 30th, which was actually officially the last live show of the year. And then we're back for season 10, February 1st. Currently on uh, TSN Network, they're still running our tailor-made product special. But coming up in November, we have the PGA of Canada Top 100 courses. That's going to be That'll be fun to see. I'm, I'm interested. We're going to get a peek at the list for the first time this week, Bob. So when I get it, I'll flip it to you guys, and, we'll, okay. and then we're going to start uh, putting that, uh, assembling that special together. And Kevin Thistle will be with us. The president of PGA Canada will be in studio with us for that special. Bob. Very nice. Yes, to, always g- love Kevin. Yeah, great guy, great leader of uh, uh, one of the great leaders of our industry in the country, and he'll be joining us for that sixty-minute special. So we're looking for that. Uh, I think that list 
there's going to be some surprises on that list because we're you know this is only the PGA of Canada. These are not golf writers. They're not golf broadcasters. They're not. Right. This is just members of the PGA. You must be a golf professional, a member of the Association of Canada, in order to vote and assemble this list. Uh, there was a different criteria of voting uh, than most lists are assembled. I think we might see. I, I'm curious to see if we see any surprises at the top of the food chain here. You know, for many years doing the Score Golf one, um, the the number of there was a there was a good core of courses that you could put um, at the top. Let's say you take the top 20 spots. There were 10 courses that were always going to be within that top 20, no matter how you shook them up. Some were, you know, they moved positions here or there, a little bit up and down. It was always interesting also to see courses that would start high, and then as people took a more critical look at them, they would kind of drop right. down. Glen Abbey was one of them. was always one of them, yeah. Uh, Devil's Pulpit was one that kind of yeah. went up very high yeah. and then kind of went down, and now kind of creeping back up. Yeah. The paintbrush, of course, has always been up there. But you look at... Uh, Hamilton, you look at Beacon Hall, you look at Royal Montreal, you look at the National, those ones were kind of always up there, always up. So it'll be interesting to see what the pros, the club professionals And how say. they feel about it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. That's the end of November. And then, of course, we have a 60-minute television special, the year in review. Our 60-Minute Golf Talk Canada year review special that will happen around Christmas, New Year's with all the other lists that TSN uh, compiles. It's always fun to look back on the year that was. Coming up next, though, Hour 2 Golf Talk Canada, Winner's Weird and What, Scully Time, Leaders Board, President's Cup. But coming up next, Jason Sobel. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada for blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at golftalkcanada.com. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back. Hour 2 Golf Talk Canada, TSN Radio Network, Zacchino and Weeks. Scully coming up in Hour 2. Winners, weird, and what? We'll talk President's Cup, get you caught up on leaderboards from around the world of golf. We've got Rory with three rounds of 67 leading the way in China. Rory looking to get that W early in the new wraparound season. But joining us now, one of the finest golf writers on the planet, formerly of ES. ESPN Golf Channel now with Action Network HQ. He's the lead writer there at Jason Sobel. I T A N is the Twitter handle. Jay, how are you, man? It's been a while. Haven't seen you. Haven't seen you on the road in my PGA Tour radio duties as of late. I guess we must be on different schedules. I think we are. Good morning, fellas. Great to uh, speak with you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, there's a lot going on this time of year. You know, everyone knows. At least with me, it's, uh, 
man, you must be getting some downtime right now. You know, not a whole lot going on. No, doesn't stop, as you guys know. Never. Never No such thing as the offseason. Okay, Jay, let's start right with our Twitter poll this morning. Uh, We asked our Twitter audience, uh, Tiger's greatest career achievement after last year, after last week uh, completing the 82 victories. The choices were 82 wins, 15 majors, the Tiger Slam, or other. Right now, surprisingly, for at least from my standpoint, Tiger Slam is leading. I, I, I'm putting Ooh. a lot of weight in these 82 wins, especially considering just the strength of the tour and the strength of field in the last 20 years. For you, what's the greatest career achievement? Yeah, I probably would have thrown 143 consecutive made cuts on that list as well. And you could probably throw the 600 and however, 640 something weeks uh, at number one in the world as well. I, you know, it's, and we can go down the list. I, I guess you can't have a poll with, you know, 73 different responses <laughs> on it. So uh, it's pretty tough to kind of narrow it down. I guess I would go with the 82 wins, although I, I always get back to this. And this, this kind of gets into the GOAT discussion and. Who's the goat? Who's the greatest of all time? And you know, I always kind of say, look, it. You know, it, it's almost like voting for the most valuable player in whether it's MLB or NFL or NHL or, or anything else. Where there's no specific criteria other than how the voter looks at valuable and how the voter tries to, tries to uh, uh, ascertain what that actually means. And so, um, when I listen to the world's best players. I hear that major championships mean more than anything else. We've all heard Tiger Woods for 20 years say, I want my game to peak four times a year. And so that tells me that the majors mean more to him than regular events do, which completely makes sense. I don't think anyone would criticize him for it. But if he's going to say that, then I give a little more of an edge to the 15 majors as opposed to the 82 victories, even though it's really, really close. Jason, i, I got to ask you about your New York Rangers story. <laughs> I, I'm a Lightning fan now. I live in Florida. Oh, yeah. Lightning! Oh, I like the Lightning. It's not much better. It's not much better right now. No, no, Lightning, it's right. not good. Yeah, no, we can talk no. hockey. Let's. I'll, I'll stay on for an hour and talk hockey with you guys. Yeah, they you know took it. Part. I know that. <laughs> they took it on the chops last night from the Islanders, but uh, Tampa Bay. But anyway, getting back to Tiger, do you think is it a foregone conclusion that he picks himself for the Presidents Cup? And who are the other picks that you see uh, in that lineup? If you had asked me that question, Bob, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I would have said, no, absolutely not. In fact, I, I've been saying for months that I think that Tiger was prepared to just be a captain. I, I think Tiger took this role because he wanted to have the earpiece in. He wanted to drive around on the golf course. He wanted to make the pairings. He wanted to be in charge. He's been on so many of these teams. Quite frankly, it's nothing new for him to be on a team and be playing and be competing alongside 11 other great American players. I think he wanted to just be the captain after winning last week. I think it's changed that dynamic. And now I think Tiger feels optimistic about his game. And, uh, and Captain Tiger feels optimistic about putting Tiger the player on his team as well. So I think everything changed last week. And uh, now that he's won and now that he's playing better, I expect him to pick himself and be on that team. As for the other three spots, and I really need kind of a list of options in front of me, but I think Tony Finau was the guy that – he certainly has to look at. He's playing pretty well again this week. Gary Woodland has started to play back, uh, started to play well again after sort of a little honeymoon period after winning the U.S. Open this past summer, which is obviously uh, um, understandable. And, uh, and and I think Woodland's got a really good chance at it. 
Ricky Fowler. And then you start looking at Ricky Fowler. It's a tough one. I mean, Ricky just got married, and so Ricky hasn't played much golf lately. And I don't know if Tigers talked to him and said, "Hey, look, you know, I'd love to have you out there, but I can't really have a guy on the team that's not really playing golf." And we uh, all know sport. what marry what marriage can do to any good man, Jason. We can uh, just take down any good man. So I, I, I think Tiger might know that better than anybody <laughs> else. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, you set me up for that one, Mark. Uh, <laughs> so, I see look at Ricky. I, I don't know if Jordan Spieth gets a look. I'm not sure he's quite there right now. Patrick, Patrick Reed, I would think, gets a look. I, I think there's a whole other dynamic when it comes to Patrick Reed. Yeah. Remember, last year of the Ryder Cup, he was very critical of the captain and his fellow teammates afterwards. I, I'm surprised there was not more blowback because if you break it down, Patrick Reed complained that he didn't get paired with Jordan Spieth. And basically, that's because he got paired with Tiger Woods instead. He got paired with his idol, the guy he dresses in red for because he's always wanted to be like him. And he got paired with Tiger and complained about it afterwards because it wasn't speed. If I was Tiger, I would have taken offense to that. And I've never heard Tiger, you know, Tiger's always kind of taken the high road on this one. But uh, I wonder if deep inside Tiger has said, man, Patrick Reed is complaining because he had to play with me? Come on. <laughs> and so... I wonder if Tiger holds a little something against him. Looks like they're still buddies. They still play practice rounds together. But if there is any sort of lingering animosity, well, maybe Patrick Reed does not make that team. We're with Jason Sobel from Action Network. Uh, Jason, just uh, switching gears a hair, because we did joke off the top that there isn't an offseason anymore, but quite often when you do what we do uh, this time of year, it can feel a little stale. It can feel like it's dragging a bit. I know we have a President's Cup coming, etc. But for me, the Asian swing has been uh, a breath of fresh air. Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods, now Rory, 67, 67, 67. It feels like this Asian swing is kind of, I don't know, it feels like it's really put a shot in the arm of the fall portion of the wraparound. These are the tournaments where we're supposed to get guys who, hey, I got a chance to get a pretty good field. I can go out there and win and sort of make a name for myself and kind of move into that next echelon. And these are the tournaments where the players who have reason to be motivated should come out and be motivated and play their best golf against some good players. And instead what we're seeing is, you know, I talked about Tiger wanting to peak four times a year, and every elite player in the world says the same thing and has been saying it for a long time. Well, uh, we've had Justin Thomas and Tiger and now Rory uh, very possibly winning this week, and that's three in a row on the Asian swing, who you'd think want their games to peak six months from now and not right now. I mean, this is the exact opposite, you know, opposite uh, side of the world and opposite side of the schedule from where they want their games to peak, and all it shows is, this doesn't prove anything. It's not like, hey, if, if you win in Japan in October, then it means you will or won't win in Augusta in, in April. It just doesn't have any sort of bearing on it. That said, it just shows that these guys uh, are kind of motivated to go out there and play. If they're going to tee it up and they want to go out there and play their best golf, uh, quite frankly, I, I predicted Justin Thomas. I thought JT would come out and play well in Korea. I did not think Tiger would come anywhere close to winning that golf tournament last week. I will admit that because uh, coming off two months off, coming off a knee surgery, uh, I just thought they kind of ease into things a little bit. And he went out there and won it. And Rory, uh, Rory's looking for his fourth PGA Tour win now in 15 starts. Remember uh, way back when, uh, oh, six, eight months ago, when we kept saying that Rory McIlroy had a problem on Sundays that he couldn't close? Uh, he's, he's closing in now on 
uh, on finishing four of his last 15 on the PGA Tour. So I, I think he's figured it out. He closed pretty well up here in Canada. That was pretty good. He was shooting for 59 in that last round on okay Sunday. He didn't play too poorly. <laughs> when you look ahead to next year, when you look at, uh, at the majors, when you look at the start of the, uh, the, the calendar year, what gets you excited? Everything. Come on. <laughs> any, uh, uh, any, any particular players? Tour, I, I'm, I'm excited about everything. Uh, I just think it's, it's all the young talent out there. I mean, I mean, we're seeing it now already. With uh, I think Justin Thomas is going to have a really, really nice season. He's injured for parts of this past season and didn't really have his best stuff. Uh, he played really well. The stats were great, and he just didn't go out there and have his best stuff. I, I think Justin Thomas is going to be on top of his game. Rory, it seems like, is ready to go. And Rory's ready to win any single week. He, he tees it up. We'll see if Brooks Kepka can come back from this little knee problem that he's got right now. I would think that it's beneficial to have that issue in October, November, than in April next year. But uh, I expect him, for as much as he works on uh, himself physically, uh, I would expect him to be able to come back at 100% at some time in the not-too-distant future. And then you go, you know, you go right down the list. If Jordan Spieth starts playing well again, Tony Finau is a great talent. Patrick Cantlay is the guy who's going to start playing really well. And uh, you put all these guys together, it's like, man, it's really, really fun. I mean, uh, I've told you guys this before. I always make a list, um, try to rank every player in the field, top to bottom, going into major championships. And I'll sit there now. I remember I used to do this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I'd make the list. I'd say, okay, there's my top 15 guys. Man, who can I move up to 16? I really don't have anyone to put up there yet. Who's, who's in the top 20 now? I make a list. I say, I can't have this guy outside the top 40. And I look at the top 40 that I have on any given list. I go, well, those guys are all really, really good. I can't move them. There's just a, a, a glut of really solid, talented players out there. And uh, I guess that's sort of a um, big-picture kind of thing to – be excited about for the upcoming year, but that's that's it for me. It's just that how many good, talented players are out there right now. Uh, Jay, just quickly before we let you go, I put the career over-under win number for Tiger Woods at 86. That's my number. Bob likes the under. He's thinking more 84-85 career total finish. Do you like the 86 push? Will you like the over? Do you like the under career Tiger Woods finishing with PGA Tour victories? Knowing that Tiger is listening to your show as he does every weekend, <laughs> and how much Tiger loves proving people wrong, uh, I know that Tiger wants to prove Bob wrong, and so if Bob's taking the under, I'm taking the over. There you go. Perfect. Jay, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Hopefully bump into you somewhere in the fall schedule, if not early next year on the road. And uh, have a great winter if I do not see you, and thanks for taking the time this morning. Absolutely. Thanks, fellas. Great to talk to you. Jason Sobel from Action Network. Of course, you can follow Jason on Twitter at Jason Sobel, I-T-A-N. All right, Bob, he likes the over. There he's one of the, real, one of the really good followers on Twitter, yes, by the way. He's one of the good guys out there. Yeah. He's uh, always, a, always a fun guy to, to, to be around. He does a, a great job. On the other side, you know who are fun to be around do a great job? Who's that? You and I, Bob. Uh, it's three dub. Winner's weird and what? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Still lots to get to today. We've got Winners Weird and What coming up now. We've got Scully time and leaderboard reports from the world of golf. So we'll get to it. Bob, three dub, the tee is yours. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, my winner this week, Mark, is a guy that most people will not know. They've probably never heard of him, um, but he is a huge contributor to golf. He's a good friend of, uh, and listener to this show. And if you walked around the Canadian Open or the CP Women's Open, you may have seen him with his uh, blazer on and doing his duties. Uh, his name is Jim Clark, and he is going to be uh, honored this week at the Aurora Sports Hall of Fame. He's going to be inducted there because he has volunteered at the RBC Canadian Open and other uh, uh, RG, RCGA, Golf uh, Canada uh, events. Quarter, Boy, quarter of the jar. Quarter of the jar, <laughs> There Bob. you go. Um, 35 Canadian Opens. Wow. Here. He's been the chairman of the Canadian Open 11 times. That's amazing. And this is a guy who has volunteered his time, his passion yep. for so many years, and I'm so happy to see him being recognized. A couple of years ago, the PGA Tour actually, he, voted, he finished second in the PGA Tour's Volunteer of the Year honors. So he's been recognized before, but uh, it's good to pay tribute to people who volunteer their time and, and give up their time to uh, to help us. Hundred uh, percent. Without them, you can't uh, you can't do the tour can't do what it does. Uh, and congratulations to Jim. That's that's awesome. Got some great stories too. If you want to hear some good stories about uh, about, the, about being volunteers <laughs> and, what, and things that go on at, uh, at golf tournaments, anyway. Uh, my weird this week is our good friend, your good friend, mm. Philly Mick. Ah, yes. Phil Mickelson was interviewed this week and said that he has not been sick for a day in the last 10 years. Now, we know he's on this big health kick yes. right now, and he's yes. lost all sorts of pounds. pounds 20 pounds, 20 pounds. Looks like the, yeah. the, you know, he looks sleek, and he's trying to prolong his career. He'll turn 50, of course, this, uh, this June. And the reason he, is, he says that he has not been sick for a day in the last 10 years is because he basically drinks coffee nonstop throughout the day. Yeah, I think he's lost his mind, Bob. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. Mickelson brews his magic coffee his magic in a coffee. Uh, press made by Bobble. Okay. So it's like a French, French press, press right? type coffee. He fills it to the top with a coarse ground of coffee called the Ethiopian Kiryachefi coffee. Mm-hmm. And he adds water heated to 200 degrees. He stirs five or six times, waits three minutes, and then he plunges it. Yes. You know how the, the plunge, press, right? Yes. Right, the press. The press part of if the press. If you wait press. too long, apparently, he says it can get a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. Then he pours it into a Bodum pot, and he adds Califia Farm Almond Milk, a dash of cinnamon, a few more cacao nibs, and a little multi-train triglyceride, MCT oil, which is extracted from coconuts. Yeah. With a hand-electric blender... He mixes it until there's a slight froth on the top of it, yeah. and that's how he does it. Yeah, Phil, the rest of us are living in the real world. <laughs> yeah. We're actually working for a living, Phil. I think you're starting to lose it. Phil, I drink coffee every day of my life. I drink more coffee than Von Valdez, and I feel like garbage. All right? You are so, fake news. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, but, uh, but apparently that's what he's doing. So yeah. Poor lefty. Go. Good for him. Poor lefty. Um, I want this week is, what a list of honors for our, our pals out at Cabot. Cabot yes, they, it just Clips. keeps piling up. <laughs> they have been uh, on the cover 
of three magazines lately. So there's Score Golf. It was mm-hmm. on the cover of was on the cover of Golf Week, mm-hmm. and it was on the cover of uh, Golf Magazine. Of Golf Magazine. Yes, their top 100 named, resorts. Right, one of the top 100 resorts in the world. Yes, golf resorts in the world, and these guys just keep piling it up. Unbelievable. And there are some some really cool uh, stats. They just closed their season. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, maybe now. Uh, Forty thousand rounds they did. And, That's uh, incredible when you consider the length of the season. 90% of the golfers at Cabot are from outside the Maritimes. That's yeah. a pretty interesting stat. So they're coming from all over the world now. It's destination, Bob, right? And they are so busy that they are actually now opening up the tee sheet there for 2021. Not next year. For 21. Two years ahead. So they're trying to open up their tee sheet because they're getting so many demands now from people who are trying to book their tee And, of course, the short course. And the short course and then is of just course, open up next year. Cabot St. Lucia. And there's a putting course going to be uh, opened up. They're going to have a little bit of a health center there next year with a plunge pool, with massage, with like a wellness center. I think we just move up. the show there. I think we should. I think that would be a good a good move. I'm all for that. We'll build a studio. Get them to build a studio as well. Of course, the big thing on their plate is to try and get an airport there. Yes. And we'll see how that goes. They've sort of been turned down, but uh, that's only the first the first. Uh, First response is what I've been hearing. All right, Bob, I love it. Okay, three dub, T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, I'm going to go back to the well because I kind of I kind of brought it up when we spoke spoke with Jason Sobel in the previous segment. But I, the winner for me, for guys that kind of drag themselves in on a Saturday, and, you know, I love doing this show. I know you love doing what you do and doing this show and whatnot. But when we get to October, November, it starts to go, maybe, maybe we should slow down the golf talk. But when this Asian swing rolled around, I think it kind of saved a lot of us and the golf fan and, and the golf media. Like anyone engaged or, or around this game, you, you know, Justin Thomas, Tiger Woods was the historic victory. Now Rory 67-67-67 heading to the final round of the of the World Golf Championship HSBC Champions. Uh, the Asian swing has given a much needed shot in the arm to the fall swing which is now 11 tournaments deep now with this wow. wraparound schedule Bob. Wow. is the largest ever because of moving the FedEx Cup up early and tournaments like Houston moving to the fall and Greenbrier moving to the fall. 11 tournaments deep a lot of which some have come and gone and people have not noticed. You can't say that about the Asian swing. These tournaments have gone noticed and they've been successes. I think some of it is, of course, that they're lucrative in many ways with a person, probably a little hand under the table with a few small envelopes, but... (laughs) But they're but they're very competitive as well, which is great. Like you, like we're talking about the guys, not only the guys who win, but the guys who are at the top of the leaderboard uh, for the last couple of weeks and this week as well. My weird this week is how fragile the golf ego, the golf brain, the golf memory is. You know, you feel you hear people joke about this with Dustin Johnson that he has the shortest memory in golf, and and that's a good thing and helps him get near or at the top of the world on a regular basis. But you know, Francesco Molinari when he vaulted to the top of the golf world about a year and a half, two years ago, and was really one of the best players on the planet for a good stretch of time, won the Open Championship bogey-free for the last 36 holes at Carnoustie, the last 18 with Tiger. You know, yes, his game was 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 tight in every department, but Molinari spoke openly that it was the work he did with his golf psycho- psychiatrist, psychologist, and the, and the work he did between the ears about thinking differently around the golf course that allowed him to open up and be the player he was, Bob. And then, earlier this year, in April at Augusta, he basically gives the Masters away, in his words, with a couple of disastrous holes coming down the stretch. And he hasn't returned to form. And he was open this week. 
that it's major scar tissue. And he doesn't he didn't realize until recently that he hasn't gotten over this yet. He has not had a top ten in his last eleven starts. Wow. And it's amazing to me, Bob, how quick and how fragile it is, and you can lose it that fast when you got a guy pointing to the strength between the ears, pointing to the way he thinks around the golf course is the reason is why he's a major champion and top five in the world. And now that same guy pointing to the same thing as to why he can't get it back. It's you know you you, you can't underestimate the what goes on in these golfers' heads. And the fact that there's a new tournament every week, I guess, is a good thing. <laughs> but it can also drag you down because you're just going out and you know doing the same thing. It's like, like my dad always used to say, I'd see this guy. I would walk down the street and I'd see this guy hitting his head against the wall, and I'd say, Why are you doing that? And he'd say, Because it feels really good when I stop. <laughs> that's, the kind, that's the kind of thing that goes through with a lot of these golfers. All right, and in the opposite category of the Asian swing <laughs> yes. comes the brand-new inaugural Bermuda Championship, an opposite field event on the PGA Tour this <laughs> week, opposite the WGC for players that do not qualify for World Golf Championships. And I'm pretty sure we got in a time warp, got in a time machine, and went back in time. Let's look at some of the players in the field at the Bermuda Championship, Bob. Boo Weekly is there. Frank Licklider is there. Gary Nicholas. Gary Nicholas is there. Carlos Franco is there. Guy Boros. Guy Boros <laughs> is there. What is going on? Do we listen? I like this is if this is what we've got. Paul Sinkowski was a colleague of mine on PG Tour Radio and PG Tour Live. Paul's a great guy. I can't even remember the last time he had a start on the PG Tour. I like. If is this what a field is? This is what a field looks like in the, in the false way. I don't. I have a problem with this. This is an opposite field event. Obviously, it's at an it's a new golf course, new uh, stop on the tour. Tommy obviously. Two Gloves Ganey, Bob. I just can't. I just can't imagine. I'm just sort of visualizing the the computer. You know, trying to assemble the field and going way down on the uh, the priority list, and this, this yeah, yeah, yeah. starts to smoke as it gets down well, there. We can't I'd do tell you, many numbers. Three more WDs, me, you, and Scully are in. Yeah. That's that's how down they went. I'm just like, listen, I love I love the fact that we're in a wraparound schedule. I love the strength of the Asian swing. I love what we've seen over the last few weeks. Uh, not a fan of adding the Bermuda Championship. Well, I think it's it's, it's a little unfair to say. The tournament itself is at fault here. I think uh, you know you could probably assemble a little better field than this, but who knows what's going on? I think it's it was actually kind of funny to sort of see some of these guys walking around. You hadn't seen them in a oh, while. It's, the, it's, uh, the one thing I will say: the images on the TV have been beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot, and, uh, and and at the very least, when we're when we're hitting that cold weather, and you can watch TV and see Bermuda with the sunshine and those par the par three hanging off the cliff and whatnot. There, if you ever wanted to know if the PGA Tour's witness protection program was working, well, this is. There, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the other side, it is President's Cup Captain Pick Time with Bob, myself, and Adam. And also we'll get Adam's take on 86. Jason Sobel likes the over. Bob likes the under. I set the number. What will Scully like? This is GTC. This segment of GTC, presented by Acura, was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto, with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. He's bold. I, you know, I am full of bold predictions. He's brash. I think Brooke is going to get one win next year. Ooh. Just one. Will it be a major? No, but I think it's going to be in Canada. Oh, oh that would be good. He's ballistic. Producer Scully, could you come and uh, cut the uh, the beer tap off here? He's bonkers. Spraying his balls with wa- his golf Excuse balls. Excuse me? Spraying <laughs> his golf balls with water. It's Scully time. Baba. Adam Scully, welcome into the studio, sir. Here. How was your week? I you just told you, you just told me off the air that you're going to play golf tomorrow. I know. What are your What are your initial thoughts of you playing golf yeah. tomorrow? My, my first thought was, "Are you insane?" Yes, yes. that that's still yeah. my thought. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> such an idiot. Here. Yeah, there you go. yeah. That's, that's still my yeah. thought. So, it, why, are you, do you have to do this? Are you my, being my friends want to. I mean, well, Adam, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what your what probably Mama Scully said to you as you, when you were a, a little Scully. Were you ever a little Scully? Were you a young Scully? But were I, you I was little, always the tall kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, Adam, if your friends were gonna <laughs> jump off a bridge, would you jump <laughs> off a bridge, Adam? Well, sorry. Speaking of Mama Scully, I must say so. So she is back playing golf. Nice. In I was Florida. gonna ask you how, how's the wrist feeling. She finally has the twist face, uh, the M4 Ooh. driver, because uh, she got fit last October. Right. Uh, 10 to 15 yards more. Wow. Off the tee. Look at so her. So just shaking off some rust, but Good she is her. playing golf. Two full rounds of golf so far. She got Beautiful. seven shots. The weather's spectacular. It's boiling. Yeah, I saw it in the, yeah. like, it's like 33 yes. Celsius, 34 Celsius. I saw it yeah, without It's going to be probably 33 Fahrenheit tomorrow when I play. It's there you go. Exactly. Cold, <laughs> All right, before we get to uh, President's Cup picks, because yes. uh, I'll go to Bob first. I'm stalling here so Bob can nail down his picks. So I'm going to go to Bob first. So before we do, I put the Tiger Woods career yeah. win number at 86. Jason Sobel taking the over. Bob Weeks taking the under. I'm setting the number at 86, so I must like 86. But I got to tell you, if I was being asked to move off 86 and pick either an under or over, I'd probably lean with Bob and go under, even though I think I'm right on it with 86. So I'll take the push. Where are you? I'm always the optimist with Tiger Woods. I'm going over. He's taking the over. I'm taking the over. What did you think about my comments off the top regarding... um, Tiger winning uh, two more times this season because it's all about Olympics for Tiger. Yeah, you know, and, and he's talked about that, the fact that he could be an Olympian. It was sort of, you know, back in, in Rio, it was a little strange given what was going on around mm-hmm. there and many mm-hmm. of the top players in the world turning it down. But um, this is motivation for him. This is something that now that that knee is healthy and he went into detail of how he can now essentially read greens the way he wants to because he can bend down That, and that squat. was bizarre to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, strange, they bend right? down. You know, and I mentioned this last week, but watching him up close at, at Royal Portrush, he was shuffling around. Like he looked like yes. a man in pain. Yes, uh, I, I like that two more times. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we talked as well about the major championship season. Now it's not exactly going to be the warmest thing in the world. Here we go again. And and uh, but now that we know that the knee was an issue, so I, I, he's always going to be in the mix of the Masters. But you know, until he's probably in his early fifties, or until we get that cold, damp Masters that we get once every five, six years right yeah but i I like two more times yeah this year uh our twitter audience likes tiger slam 39 percent as his greatest career achievement 
28% to 15 majors, 26% to 82 wins, 7% to other to Jason Sobel's point of uh, streaks, uh, cut streak, etc. all those other great things. But at the end of the day, it was Tiger Slam that takes it 39%. All right, switching gears. This week, Bob, on Wednesday, Ernie Els will select his four captain's picks. Uh, to my point off the top, I think he'll start to look at it Tuesday night. Probably hasn't thought about it much, Ernie. On Thursday, Tiger Woods will p- make his picks. Okay, so if Bob Weeks was in both camps right now and had the ear of the, ti- of the Tiger and of the Ernie. Not the eye of the Tiger? No, the, the ear. ear. Of the, tiger. the ear of the Tiger. Um, quiet, 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 quiet. <laughs> Biggie, huge, huge. We're building a wall around Colorado. Okay, uh, where are we going? Where are the picks Okay, going? U.S. team I think is a little easier to pick. I agree. I, I, I think. Okay. So, T-Dub. Yes. Is getting on there. I think Tony Finau is a lock. Yes. I think Gary Woodland is a lock. Yes. And I'm going to go with Fowler as the kind of, as Jason pointed out, he hasn't played much because he got married mm-hmm. and stuff, but I think he's great guy, great team player, so I think those are my four for them. All right, Bob, I have had these four names on this paper for like several weeks minus the Tiger. Tiger was the question mark, yeah. but with the win, it was easy Change to put everything. Tiger. But Finau, Fowler, and Woodland were always slam dunks for me. And I put one little question mark beside a fifth name just for fun. And it's not Patrick Reed or Phil Mickelson. It's just, hey, if I think I've got this in the ba- bag already, and if Tiger decides I just don't want to play, I just want to be the captain, which I don't think is going to happen. But if that went, what about a Morikawa? What about just a youth injection to say, hey, you know, because down the road, this guy, he's won already on the PGA Tour this year. He's played well. Uh, he's, you know, if you, if you take Morikawa's short sample season and spread it over the qualification period, he's on this team. Um, maybe some, like a nod to the future. I don't think it's going to happen. If that was a nice little conversation piece, I'm with Bob on the four names. The only thing I will say is that if there's a possibility that Brooks Kepka can't play yes. because of his injury, it brings in a number of possibilities. And the whole Patrick Reed thing starts, as Jason said, I just don't know how you can keep him on there and after what he did by throwing everybody off under the bus last rider. If Tiger Woods isn't thinking my way, like we'll put a kid on there and give him some and Kepka backs, you gotta go to Phil. Which you can't some, skip Phil. He finished sixteenth on the points. So he's still yeah. he's still won. He's still lefty. You gotta. You can't you can't go. Well, well, one note on Morikawa, you know, uh Ricky Fowler, the two thousand ten Ryder Cup, something similar happened mm-hmm. at Glen right. That's right. You know, he sort of That's not right. an out of the blue pick, but it was no, but it was more a, it, was, it was more about you're gonna be here for the next yeah. decade. Yeah. And that's where I was going with this. Okay, Bob, international yeah. team before we go to Scully. International team, J Day's a lock. Okay, interesting, because I have J.D. as a lock, too, and he's 100% a lock, and I'm putting him on the team. Last top 10, June 23rd, Travelers yeah. Championship, yeah. which is his only top 10 since May 1st. What about the, what about the Skins game? The Skins game. Yeah. That was so important. Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> 10 grand yeah. a hole. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, Amazing, I still, though, that we're calling him a lock, because I'm yeah. calling him a lock as well. I just think he's got to be on there. He's Especially just, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think uh, Sung J.M. is a lock. Got it. I think Corey Connors is a lock. I got it too. And my this is last where pick, I had unfortunately, issues. Unfortunately, the last pick is one that I either go with my heart or I go with my brain. My mm-hmm. heart says Adam Hadwin. Mm-hmm. He's not playing that well this week. My brain says it'll be Ben on. Ben on. Okay. So my fourth pick, I am exactly the same as Bob with my first three. My fourth pick, I was trying to go between Ben on. And Eric Van Royen, just because of what he's done recently on the European Tour and what he's doing in the race to Dubai. He's number eight on the race to Dubai, so he's certainly a guy playing well right now. But I'm going to stay 
exactly the same as Bob, and my fourth pick will be Ben on as well. Mine are different. This is fun. I, we have oh, exactly the same picks. Let's let's uh, let's hear from Skelly All first. Right. Then I'll bring in. I'll, I'll tell you about a wild card I heard this week. But go okay, ahead. but I, I'm with Bob. We have right now. Bob and I have exactly the same picks uh, for the international at this point? and the U.S. Go for okay. the U.S. Go for okay, the, okay, so start the with the U.S. Okay, Eldrick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Woodland. Okay. Tony Finau. Yep. And at this point, honestly, Ricky Fowler's played no golf. I like. So you will not put him on this team for I'm, what he's done. I'm in going. The past. I'm going Patrick Reed. He's gonna, wow. he's gonna change everyone's mind, um, and it's a good opportunity. They'll be away, you know, in Australia. This is a chance because he's. So we have our first different selection. And I was contemplating Patrick Reed or team walk it in Kevin Na that the whole team's just going to walk every putt in, which would be great to watch. If uh, if um, Kepka can't play, where's the where's the fifth pick go? Well, he hasn't given. You, you think TW is going to play? Yeah. yeah, he picked okay. TW. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, no, no, no problem. Um, <laughs> if Kepka can't play, where's the fifth pick? Does Mickelson get skipped? Then yeah. it goes somebody else. I, I think you give a chance to a guy like like a Ches Reeby, honestly, yeah. or Kevin yeah. Kevin Kisner. Yeah, and Kisner, Mr. Kisner, Matchplay himself. Kisner was voted in the uh, one of the polls this week. There was yeah. a blind poll yeah. as one of the most popular guys there to play go. with. Okay, international team. So, so far, Scully has one different name than Bob and I with Patrick Reed. International team. Okay, so I'm going to preface this because there are a number of rookies who have already qualified for the team. So they need some experience. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So Jason Day mm-hmm. is a lock for me. Sung J.M. obviously has not played before, but he... I think is a rating for PGA me. Tour Rookie of the Year. A third, I have Adam Hadwin mm. because of the experience. Yeah, and my fourth. This is where I was sort of bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Els is going to pick Joaquin Neiman. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. I hope he picks Corey Connors. I'd love to see two Canadians there, but I think he needs that experience. And and Adam Hadwin's had a great start to this wraparound season. Yep. Uh, Connors had a great start to this tournament this past week and has followed up with rounds of 74-73. Hopefully he can have a good finish Sunday or tonight in the Eastern time zone to maybe sway Ernie Els the other way, but that's what's... Alright, so Scully's got a couple different picks here with, with Hadwin and Yaki Neiman. And, uh, and I was thinking Neiman as well, but I was thinking man, this guy, he needs experience yeah. on this team. That's certainly not it. The one name that we haven't thrown around that I, I'm surprised and I just I don't think he's 100% out of it yet because of just what he's done on a, yeah. on a, uh, in big events in, in his career. I know he's not one a major, but he's certainly contended to have been on the global scene as Brandon Grace, who's starting to play well again. And that's a name that is, is kind of far down the list when they shut off the points at 23. But if you're looking for someone who's been on a really big stage where you need experience and isn't going to get phased from this, that's the name that pops out at me, Bob. That's the name I was going to bring up yeah. that I've heard a number of times and and a guy who pairs very well with Louis Ustazen, right? right. Yeah, yeah. They've they've done, done remarkable things in the past. The other thing about Brandon Grace, though, is I don't know if you watched him yesterday. He's playing in Bermuda he was missing like from three feet from two oh. feet he was not playing well and he has not been on a very good run of late yeah. but he may be kind of a guy that you bring in as as and just hope he gets hot at the right time and gets inspired but uh i think i think the international team has become a much tougher team to round out because of what you've seen so far in the last couple of weeks guys rise up guys right down walking neiman played really well for a while he won then he drops down Corey connors is playing well i will tell you that i had a text from a friend who had heard from, um, well, I'll tell you who it was. It was, it was Brent Little, who was out mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Justin Thomas and Daniel Berger last week for dinner. 
and they were raving about Corey Connors, how well he hit the ball. So, uh, D- uh, Dennis catching pa- a lot of eyes. Des- yeah. Dennis Paulson, uh, my colleague on PGA Tour Radio, who won, you know, won on tour, came close to winning multiple times, uh, lost a big playoff, actually, at the Canadian Open, uh, as, well as, uh, as well as at Riviera. Anyway, uh, same thing. Loves Corey Connors. Loves watching him warm up. You see him hit balls. He, says, well, he thinks he's probably top 10 ball striker on the PGA Tour. Well, Green's regulation, he led the PGA Tour last yeah. year with a mark that was way up there yeah. compared to past years. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy with that's the kind you of You can pair that want. guy with anyone. Exactly. If he's going to be hitting exactly. fairways and greens and, and whatnot. But it's going to be interesting to see before we wrap this up and throw it a break here. Mark Leishman, where's he been? He's at the top of this uh, international team. Where's he been? Hideki Matsuyama, okay, showed some form. That looks good. Okay, Louis Ustazen showing some form. Adam Scott, quasi. Starting to show some form. Had a rough uh, third round with a 75, but a good start to his uh, WGC. So there are some international players that are starting to play well at the right time. So hopefully, guys, we have a competition for the sake of this event, for the health of this event moving forward. Especially for the time zone and everything here in the Eastern. Although I will say this, because TSN is the home of the President's Cup. And the one thing that they were very smart to do, because I'll be working the radio broadcast that week for PGA Tour Radio, uh, they have played around with the starting times in Australia to get it in almost a prime time window in America. Awesome. On the Eastern Seaboard, we will start at 6 p.m. and end at midnight. So we're oh. not going to go to 2, 3, 4 in the morning like we can do really? when we go to Australia. Darn. So you will get and for it overnights. The other thing yeah. that's the other thing that's great about this as well is they're a day ahead. So we will hand out the FedEx, uh, FedEx Cup, the President's Cup, at uh, between you know 10 p.m. and midnight on a Saturday night on the wow. Eastern Seaboard. So it's not going to be as rough from a TV radio perspective than uh, yeah, what well. we originally all anticipated, yeah. myself included. Yeah. So Great. on the other side, get you caught up on all leaderboards and around the world of golf. There's lots going on. Two events on the PGA Tour, an LPGA event, and Champions Tour. We'll get you caught up next. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC. Zucchino Weeks, Scully, as we wrap up the Golf Talk Canada second last live show of the year minus Festivus. That makes sense? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that all yeah, right? That's, that's accurate? Yeah. Okay. Before we get the leaderboard updates from around the world of golf, you just showed me a video. <laughs> so I think you so you and Phil Mickelson are losing your mind for two different reasons. Because Phil, I think it's just, you know, he's getting old and he's starting to lose it, Bob, and be drinking too much coffee. But Adam, who's playing golf tomorrow in minus four degrees weather, just showed me a video of him deadlifting 505 pounds. Is this accurate? This is accurate. Is this a new record? So I did two reps of this back in January, and I got up to three this time. I've built up to it. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, How's this helping your putting? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out. But I know I'll be hitting bombs about bombs. 220 because it's going to be so this, cold. This is interesting because if you think about it, 
If you sat on one end of the barbell and I sat on the other end of the barbell, he could <laughs> we, still he could lift us easily. He said, no problem. Yeah. Not, we're not even close. We're not yeah. even close. No. <laughs> what are you, Bob? About a buck forty? Uh, one fifty, one fifty-three. Okay, so we're about the same. Yeah. You and I. Yeah. So we have three pounds, <laughs> and we'd be pretty evenly balanced yes, on both right. sides. Hundred You could deadlift Bob and I, no problem. Have Perfect. room for more. Okay. Unbelievable. Okay. Well, Bob mentioned this that he did lift stuff. some Halloween candy to his mouth this week. Yeah. And I moved the bag of leaves that Heather raked. So. <laughs> You We're know, about even. So I, I, got that going. Around, yeah. I got that going for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, leaderboard updates from around the world of golf. Robert, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, I'm doing LPGA. Here we go. <laughs> start with somebody else? Yeah. Oh, no, here, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, no, no. Start with somebody Okay, PGA oh, sorry, Tour struggling. <laughs> PGA <laughs> Tour champions. Uh, yes. The Invesco Q2 Championship. That's a name for a tournament. Yes. Uh, Billy Mayfair, Miguel Angel Jimenez, and Woody Austin, your three-way co-leaders atop the leaderboard. Sure, that's not the Bermuda Championship? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And Stephen Ames, uh, he is five shots off the lead at T27. Uh, of note, John Daly is dead last. Next week, we'll hand out the Charles Schwab Cup. Yes. Yes, that's it. Robert? Uh, Nelly Corda has the lead at the uh, Taiwan Swinging Skirts LPGA presented by the CTBC. She is at 18 under, three-shot lead over Minji Lee. Brooke Henderson is 10 under par. That's eight shots behind the leader. She sits currently tied for ninth spot. And Elena Sharp uh, shot 78 yesterday, so that was a tough one. She dropped down. She's 57th spot. She will continue to play. However, she's at three over par through the first three rounds. Chip Beck has the lead at the Bermuda Championship. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist. I had to. Bermuda Championship. Harry Higgs with the lead. I'm not making that up. That's a tie for the lead at 11 under par with Brendan Todd and Scotty Scheffler. They're at 11 under. That's good for a one-shot lead over Boo Weekly and Aaron Wise and Wes Roach. Uh, this field extremely deep at the Bermuda Championship. World Golf Championship HSBC Champions. The final round will go tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you want any interest in this on Golf Channel, it will be a good one. Rory McIlroy, 67, 67, 67. Good for a one-shot lead over Louis Oosthuizen at 14-under, coming off a round of 65. Good for a two-shot lead over defending champion in this one, Xander Shoffley. He's tied alongside Matthew Fitzpatrick at 13-under par. And Corey Connors was off to a good start in this one with a round of 67, but is backed up with 73-74. Corey Connors in a tied for third at 2 under par. All right, guys, we got President's Cup coming picks Wednesday and Thursday. We're back in these chairs next Saturday to break it down. Scully, what time are you golfing tomorrow? Uh, 12.30. At least you've tried to pick like the... Oh, yeah. Sun. yeah, yeah. Now, do we have a forecast for Toronto tomorrow? Six degrees and some sun. That's some the high? Sun. Six? Yes. High six. So basically, that's like three and a half. I'm going to have a lot of Adidas layering on. You're a moron! Yeah. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, Tuke. You're going to need the two. Winter gloves between shots. Uh, Let's hope it's not windy. If it's not windy, oh, you might windy, survive. Like, if it's it, windy, it, it might you be a nine survive. hole thing if yeah. it's windy. If it, the wind was so strong the other night, oh, it actually goodness. woke me up. And you know, I'm not the greatest sleeper in the world <laughs> anyway. So, Bob, I'm assuming you are not playing golf. I'm also assuming we're not in training season of any kind. You're, you're, you're running uh, kind of. I'll run tomorrow morning. We have you a will? long run tomorrow, but uh, you can bulk. You, you sort of stay warm when you do that when it's supposed to hitting golf shots. Right. I don't think. I, I think I have a you know I have a simulator in my condo, so that might be the only place I hit shots. There you oh, go. There you See, go. there you go. I'll by the way, work on that grip I forgot pressure. to yeah. mention to you guys. Uh oh. Walking around the PGA show this week out at the expo, 
bumped into uh, a couple of uh, guys in the simulator world. Started asking questions Uh-oh. about what it might look oh, like. What might garage for oh, me? Yeah. My basement doesn't wow. is not high enough, but maybe garage. Quick, uh, quick shout out by the way yes. from my the folks at Golf Town. Yes. Now, oh, their demo, demo that's right, underway right now. Started today that's at right. eight o'clock. If you want to go and buy the clubs that the equipment companies use for demos. They're being sold yep. every golf town. It's, it's the best. Canada. It's probably it's the best deal of the yeah. year, I would good think deal. so. So good, good call on that one, Bob. Guys, thanks so much. We'll see you next Saturday. Thank we'll get you. our first peek at the top 100 PGA list this week. Yes, we'll have to uh, keep that under the lid, but we'll get our first look at it. So mm. thanks so much, Adam. Thanks so Thank much, you. Bob. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you so much for listening to GTC. Lots more to come. Still here in season nine. We're back here live next week. Remember, first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, podcasts, show archives, our YouTube channel, or for more information, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.com.